Hey everyone, before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know that Opticon, Optimizely's annual flagship conference, will be back in person this year in San Diego, California from October 3rd through the 5th. Early bird registration for Opticon 2022 is now open and will continue until July 22nd. So please go to Optimizely.com Opticon to register. Again, Opticon 2022 early bird registration is now open until July 22nd. Get your tickets now at Optimizely.com Opticon and hope to see you there. Welcome everyone to another episode of Content Intel brought to you by Optimizely. I am your host, Laura Dolan, and today we are joined by Richard Jones, Chief Strategy Officer at 26, and Dean Barker, Global Director of Content Management here at Optimizely, who will be discussing how to improve your web content strategy with us today. How's it going, gentlemen? Good, good, very good. Good morning. We're on opposite sides of an ocean. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we were together just a couple of weeks ago, and, and now, now we're on opposite sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, let's start out by talking about that event you went to last month, uh, Getting Website Content Strategy Right. It was in London, right? I'm super jealous. I saw some pictures on LinkedIn. It looked like a lot of fun. How was it for you guys? Yeah, uh, great from uh, from my side. Great to have uh, Dean involved as well. Dean, I think you uh, documented pretty much everything for your daughters, which was uh, which was also good. So yeah, great uh, great turnout from our side of things and some real engagement. Uh, it was really lovely. And, and Rich is talking about my two daughters. I this was my first overseas trip since prior to COVID, and I promised that I would document everything on snapchat so it was oh, exhausting nice. i was taking pictures and video of like everything and it was annoying and exhausting. <laughs> but i do have a a trail of evidence for what occurred but it was a lovely event a great um uh great location uh fantastic uh engagement uh wonderful audience i, I thought it was great yeah now you have all that photographic evidence to look back on you have great memories so yeah it'd be great to relive it right <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of fun, um, uh, you gave a presentation at the event. How was it received and what did you guys cover? Um, I gave a talk that, that I've given several times before. Uh, it was one of my favorite talks about how content is uh, used to connect human beings. It's, it's one of my favorite talks. In fact, I, I wrote it after I started at, at Episerver Optimizely back in 2019. And it was the keynote, um, one of the keynotes at the Ascend conference in 2019. And since then, I've probably given it a dozen times and modified it over the years. It's one of my favorite talks to give. And uh, uh, I think it was received very well. I had a lot of people come up to me afterward and said that they really appreciated it. And it's something that I, I believe in very, very strongly. And uh, it's a talk that I always love to give. So, Fantastic. Richard, how was uh, your experience at the event? Yeah, really good. I mean, um, I would echo Dean, really. I think um, my the what I tried to talk about was sort of filling some of those gaps uh, just in terms of why web strategy is important, um, a little bit more of those kind of operational, what you should be thinking about just to prime people, really. And, and, and uh, you know, Dean's talk was, was fantastic. And we had, a, you know, a huge amount of engagement. And I've subsequently spoken to some of our... Um, some of us, you know, sort of the people that were there that, that really that really did engage with it. And I think they found, um, you know, D Dean's talk quite inspirational, really. And it allowed them to sort of see from both from an operational side of things, those things that they really need to start thinking about why it's important, but also then 
you know, got them really fired up, I think. And it was, um, I've had some lovely, uh, lovely feedback and some lovely comments from the event. So really, really worthwhile doing. And we've certainly set a lot of people off going around and sort of thinking about what they're doing and, you know, maybe with a renewed vigor around content, which is also great. I think that too, it's important that people think about the origins of content. I'm, I'm very much been thinking about this over the last year while we were talking and negotiating and ultimately purchasing Welcome, um, optimizedly purchased uh, Welcome software, which is a content marketing platform, content orchestration platform. And uh, I've been thinking about where content begins in an organization, where it starts. And I don't think people think about that enough. They think content's just magic, just it appears out of nowhere. And I, I think anything we can do to further discussion that um, content is not magic. It does not fall from the sky. It is the result of uh, strategic thinking and strategic process. And uh, the more that we can get people thinking about that and acknowledging that content takes real work, uh, there's some kind of, I, I think, uh, misinformation that organizations that are kind of winning the content in the game and doing amazing things with content are just lucky or just have some kind of magic. They don't. It's where it takes strategy and it takes process. And the more that we can get people thinking about that, the better. I couldn't agree more. I'm in content myself. I'm a content manager, content editor, and um, it doesn't just come from nowhere. There's a lot of ideation that goes along with it. So what, in your opinion, Dean, do you think constitutes an effective web content strategy? And how do you determine what content will resonate with your audience? So I was just thinking about this last night. I was just kind of putting some structure about this last night. I might do some writing on this later this week, but I think there's kind of three big chunks in getting content from kind of... Um, idea or feeling to actual deliverable. And I, I think that there's a level of strategy. And this is where you as an organization analyze your audiences and figure out what do our audiences really need from us? Not necessarily what do they need from our digital properties or our website, but like what do they need from us as an organization? And once you determine what your audiences need from you as an organization, then you need to sit down and really think of their tasks. When they actually interact with one of our digital properties, what are they looking to do? What is a good outcome for them? And so that's kind of the first phase is figuring out what content to put um, kind of into the public domain. And the second large phase is what I would consider process, less strategy, more process. And this is once we figure out what content we have to get out there, how do we actually get it done? What does that process look like? And this is where a tool like Welcome really comes into play. These are workflow and collaboration tools that really allow your entire team to collaborate around content. And this is the thing that people don't think of. We think that content happens just some person alone in a room, uh, magical fingers on keyboards and something happens. And that's not the case. I mean, there is process, there are people involved, there are stages you go through, there is workflow. And then finally, after the strategy and the process have been done at the, at the third stage is delivery. How do you get that content that you've generated? How do you turn that into a consumable artifact? We tend to look at things like web pages and say, oh, well, this is content. That's not content. That's actually an artifact. That's a web page made from content. And so that last stage of the process is how do we take this content that we've generated, this, this idea, this strategy that we've reified into this, into this uh, consumable set of content, how do we turn that into one or more artifacts and actually deliver that to our audiences? So I think strategy, process, delivery, those things together, that's the kind of road that you travel to get things from idea or feeling to actually consumed by your audience. Yes, I'd say 100% agree. I mean, I, I unashamedly come at it from um, a sort of customer lens. Uh, my background is customer experience. I love 
researching, understanding how people use content, what, what they need it for. So, you know, what, what Dean said there really resonates in terms of understanding the tasks people go through, what they need us to help them with. And I think from, from my side of things, what, what really makes content robust is understanding what people really need, not just what tasks, as Dean sort of said there, not just those tasks so we can help them, but also how do they want to consume? What is it that's right for them at the time that they're looking to complete those tasks or find information or, or really just be kind of surrounded by some new knowledge that helps them achieve what they want to achieve? So we spend quite a lot of time working out um, how people want to consume content, what the right format is, and for me, there's nothing better than, um, you know, sort of speaking to real people, uh, understanding, you know, what helps them in their real real life. And, and I think some of the conversations that we had at the event around, you know, remembering there's humans um, in the mix here that they're consuming this content and what we're putting out there um, really does need to um, work for them. So I think from my point of view, it's it's just making sure that there is that real human touch in there and making sure that you're you're researching, you're testing it. Obviously, the, the, the great flip side of that is if you produce content that people really want and that people really can use very easily, then that makes it much more effective and it makes your, your budgets go a long way. And therefore, the, you know, those, those, those um, discussions and, and conversations that you invariably have about investment into content creation and production are a lot easier because you can demonstrate the value and the effectiveness of it. So from my point of view, yeah, really, really try and understand how people are using content and, and, and really what they need um, and put great stuff out there. There's nothing wrong with um, trying to delight people as well, um, which is often overlooked, I think, when people are talking about content and what they can put out there. Do you think there is one type of format that companies should be leveraging over another? Do you guys have a kind of a favorite type of content, whether it's blogs or videos or like you mentioned, Richard, just actually meeting in person and having that human experience and sharing ideas in one room? I mean, nothing beats that. What do you think would constitute a good content strategy in 2022? Certainly, I think from, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many parts to it, but certainly I think getting the right content in terms of the right format, this, you know, we're, we're seeing, a, as always, a huge amount of um, engagement with the video content, you know, more interactive content. But I think, you know, the, the kind of written textual content often gets almost, uh, you know, quite quickly dismissed um, almost these days in terms of, hey, we've got to have something, you know, much more interactive, something that engages people. Well-written content is always going to engage. So I think from a strategic point of view, you know, Dean touched on, obviously you need to work out what you can, what you can produce, how you can do that in a scalable fashion, making sure you've got the right resources, but it's that vision. It's what do you want to achieve? What is the content there to do? Making sure you have that at the heart. Um, and then just finding out what works when, when we're looking at um, what really kind of resonates with people, we often, a, obviously, so much behavior analytics available. We always start there. We always try and weave in some real world research to make sure that what we are actually doing resonates. And you can do that in many, many different ways, whether that be in person, whether that be, you know, quick sort of in-flight, um, light touch surveys to really understand what people sort of like consuming and the types of content that they like consuming in different formats. So for me, it's a bit of a mix, but always, always, always start with vision. What, what do you want to achieve? And, th and then you've got measurable outcomes from that. 
um, and then focus your content production uh, around that to make sure that you're producing the right stuff. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the written word. I'd love text and that's sometimes to my detriment. Sometimes I have to check myself and realize that not everybody wants to read, you know, 5,000 words on a particular subject just this morning. <laughs> in fact, just literally 20 minutes ago, I finished a book by Colleen McCulloch called The First Man in Rome, which was a 1200 page history of the Punic Wars. And I put it down and my daughters were just astounded that anyone would ever read something like this. And I have to remember that like how I consume content is not necessarily how other people consume content. So I, I tend to think text wins and text was the original and text is, is the way we should go. But I always have to stop and just realize not everybody consumes content the way I do. And I think that organizations should think that too, that um, people consume content in many, many different ways. And that's why I love the separation of the idea of content and artifact. Because the content that you create is the idea, it's the, the messaging, it's the feeling you want to invoke, it's the goal you want to achieve. The artifact is just how you do that. And if you come up with an idea or a message or a goal, you can convey that through multiple different artifacts. You can turn that into a blog post and a podcast episode and a video and a social media update. And it's just, you have to have a big tent approach to content. Not everybody consumes it the same way. And, and I suffer from myopia in that sense. I agree. I feel like companies that have that omni-channel content strategy, they do kind of have like the overall edge. If they have those resources, if they have a YouTube channel, if they have their social media platforms in place, um, just to have more avenues to get your content out there is just always the best kind of strategy, in my opinion. And kind of related to that, what are some of the core challenges facing enterprise level organizations right now? If they're looking to enhance their customer experience through content, how can they overcome those challenges and limitations? I think process is always just a huge struggle. Again, I'll go back to the point that everything's content. Everybody thinks content happens from magic. And I think disabusing yourself of that notion is important. Um, content is not glamorous. Um, it is hard work and it is process. And I, I think as content creators, there's this myth that we just get overcome by inspiration and magically create content in some momentous moment. And that's not the case. I mean, they say that writing is really editing or rewriting. And it's the same thing with content. It's a mm -hmm. very pedestrian, unglamorous process of figuring out what your audience wants and creating a crappy first draft and then refining that over time and getting input and bringing a team together. So there's nothing glamorous about it. There's nothing magical about it. It's, it's a lot of hard work. It is. I know that all too well. I, I tell people I do a podcast. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, but just, there's a lot of editing involved and there's transcriptions and there's blogs and getting photos. And <laughs> it is a huge process, but the, you know, the end result is what you're striving for. So, you know, it, it is job, very rewarding when it comes to that. Our job is to lie for a living, right? Fundamentally, when this, <laughs> Laura, when this podcast comes out, yeah, it's going to seem beautiful and magical. Right. It's going to seem very, very smooth. And Hopefully. <laughs> It's going to seem like it just happened perfectly. I mean, we're like TV producers, right? When you produce, mm -hmm. pretty, you're lying for a living and everybody sort of accepts that you're lying. But when you pull the curtain back, there's just this horrible amount of hard work that it took to get to this point and tedious things. And you, Laura, as the creator of this thing, when people are listening to this and saying, oh, this is wonderful, you're in your head knowing like 
oh, that's the point where I had to like edit out that three seconds pause because Dean clicked his mouse or something like that. <laughs> and like, these are the things that we do as content creators that right. we shield the audience from because it's our job to lie about the production. It's our job to pretend like the production is easy and simple and everything just falls from the sky and, and it, it doesn't. Well, that's what makes us good at our jobs. <laughs> Richard, what say you? Do you have any input as to challenges you've seen over the years that organizations kind of struggle with? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it, you know, it really does um, sort of chime with what, what Dean said there. To be fair, you know, I was, I was talking to an enterprise level business just yesterday and they were sort of fraught with this overwhelm about how they possibly produce more content, better content. They have, you know, multiple regions, international markets, different verticals, different sectors, and there's already a lot of content being produced, but they want to make sure that it's the best content they can produce. They want to give it some structure and some vision. And I think one of the things that really... uh, makes me think and and how I talk to people about content one of the biggest things that you can make the whole production process easier is just draw back those curtains a little bit and get some really key stakeholders on board with how a how hard it is to produce content but also how great it can be when you really get everything lined up so when the Mm -hmm. process works when you really focus on what you want to achieve and then ultimately the outcomes of that whether that is engagement, you know, hardcore conversions, or just more awareness of your organization and and what you're doing. So for me, it always starts with picking those stakeholders in your organization, really helping them understand how content, how great content is produced, and then really getting them on the kind of wagon of, hey, look, if we produce great content, this is what we can get. It is hard. We do need the right people and we do need to engage the right people across the organization um, with the right processes. But actually, the returns can be huge. So I think, yeah, peel back those curtains a little bit, help people understand how to create content, take a little bit of the fear away, because often if people do see that there is a structured, um, scalable process, it gives people confidence. And then I think that that as a framework allows people to go off and do some great stuff. Absolutely. And like I said, the, the end goal is that the product that you're actually producing is what makes it all worth it and how it's received and just adding that value to your customers and your audience. There's nothing better than that. I can talk to you guys about this all day long, but just being conscious of time. Uh, I know we're all busy. Is there anything else we didn't cover that you guys would like to talk about before we wrap up? I just want to mention the, the venue we had. I'll let Rich explain the venue, uh, but the venue we had the the event at was just lovely. Rich, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, wonderful. I mean, quite quirky. Um, it was a, a cinema screening room, so private sort of screening room. Um, the most fantastic uh, chairs. Uh, how would you describe them, Dean? Would they dangerously comfortable? Dangerously, <laughs> definitely dangerously comfortable. Oh, dear. I did, I did get slightly worried when we walked in. Um, it was quite a warm day as well, but uh, and also, you know, absolutely full to the brim. So, yeah, great, 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 great environment. Um Great, great venue for, for people to sit. And, you know, the acoustics were great. Um, and, and, some, and some sort of good, you know, good engagement afterwards, you know, lots of people walking around and things. I think from, from my point of view, um, the only thing that I would add in is when, you know, when people are creating content, really, really, really try and put the human at the heart of it and find out what people want. And I think that, you know, over the years, everybody feels that sort of research is hard. 
Um, but doing little bits of research, really weaving that into the, the stuff that you're producing really goes a long, long way to making it much, much more effective. And also, you know, enjoy enjoy creating this stuff because mm-hmm. you know, people are consuming it, people are reading it, people are interacting with it. And I think people should be proud of the content that they produce. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you again both so much for your time today. Again, I know we're all super busy, but um, it was a pleasure talking to both of you. Let's just keep producing great content. Here's to keeping that up in 2022. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Laura. Thank you both so much. And thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Content Intel. I'm Laura Dolan, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Content Intel. If you'd like to check out more episodes or learn more about how we can take your business to the next level by using our content, commerce, or optimization tools, please visit our website at optimizely.com. Or you can contact us directly using the link at the bottom of this podcast blog to hear more about how our products will help you unlock your digital potential.